Ciao Josip, grazie per essere qui con noi. Ciao Francesco, un gran piacere esserci. Partiamo? Direi proprio di sì. We're going to switch in English as we hope our listeners from all over the world will find this uh, conversation insightful and, uh, and useful. So Josip, within your years at uh, Politecnico di Milano School of Management, you've been focusing your research on trying to understand how family businesses can innovate, so to establish a legacy that withstand the test of time across generations, right? Uh, together today, we're going to dig deeper into the role played by sharing a sense of purpose within the family and the business um, to help this process. But I was thinking, why don't we take a step back and share more to our listeners about the relevance of this type of business today? Why are we talking about family businesses and why are they relevant for the economy? Thank you, Francesco. Uh, it's a pleasure to join this podcast. Uh, family businesses are indeed a substantial portion of the world economy, uh, from Italy to Europe uh, to North America, but uh, not to speak about uh, emerging countries where family representation is even higher. Let me give you a few insights. For example, in Europe, we know that there are around 14 million uh, family-owned businesses, uh, which make uh, basically 50% of private GDP in Europe. They give work to about uh, 60 million people just in Europe, uh, which means 40-50% of all the private sector. Uh, Statistics range uh, widely between uh, country to country. Uh, we have uh, countries like France, uh, like Italy uh, and Germany, where the number of, and proportion of family firms is particularly relevant. We are talking about between 70 and 80 percent of all businesses, uh, reducing it a little bit uh, down to 60, 70 percent uh, in the UK and similar figures apply to North America. So at BCG Brighthouse, we've been working with uh, several family businesses all over Europe, in France, in Germany, and more recently in Italy, where we opened our latest office a year ago. And we've been observing an ability of successful family businesses to carry along an authentic story across generations, right? One that is attached to the roots of the company, to the sector in which it operates, or to the geography in which it was uh, established at its founding. However, we do also observe a risk in such a dynamic. Almost a misconception that uh, since we as a family have been values driven over the years, then our business will be implicitly purpose driven, no matter what happens in the future, right? What are your thoughts on this, Josip, and uh, how to address this risk? Uh, you're very right. Family businesses have uh, an innate advantage in uh, working with purpose. Uh, if you think about it, uh, the founders of the business uh, have uh, a very strong imprinting uh, effect on the businesses and so the families. So as long as the founder and the founding group of the family members are involved day to day to the business, because uh, you get uh, that sense of intimacy, that uh, uh, colloquial approach to discussing, interpreting, living purpose every day. When uh, a family business grows, when a family grows, when it is passed down from generation to generation, it is inevitable that some of these uh, um, foundational uh, identitarian elements uh, tend to be lost. Another worrying effect is uh, the growing intensity of family conflicts. As the family grows, uh, multiple interests emerge, uh, different nuclear families have different goals, and it becomes virtually more and more difficult to keep the family together. So ultimately, if those things are not uh, tackled, uh, the family business tends to lose its identity as a family-owned and family-influenced business. It's very important to uh, assess uh, the relevance, uh, the clarity of the purpose, uh, mm -hmm. and make sure that the new generation embraces it. So what can family businesses do today, concretely speaking, um, following on your lines, to make sure that uh, 
they set the ground for the next generations to embrace that sense of purpose? Should they focus more on strategy and business direction or on culture and employee behaviors? Or is it more of a positioning and branding effort to be done? So let me start from strategy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, family firms uh, are um, well known for their longevity. And we always celebrate uh, longevity, uh, multicentenary family firms. Uh, but if you think about it, these companies uh, must continuously balance continuity and change. They must continuously balance the past with the present and the future. And now the purpose of the, of the family business can be very useful to do that because it gives meaning to the past of the family and it allows you to create meaning for the future of the company. We see that uh, purpose many times inspires entrepreneurial endeavors. It inspires uh, family companies to diversify, to change industry, to move away from declining uh, sectors into new sectors. Here in Italy, one of the largest banks is Banca Sella, owned by the family Sella since 14 generations. But if you look back into the history of this uh, quite a famous company here in Italy, is uh, that they changed the industry several times. They moved from textile to uh, manufacturing, and eventually, only in the last 120 years, they moved into the banking sector. And then again, 20 years ago, there was a major shift in the position of the bank, moving from a regional traditional bank to one of the leaders in the fintech sector. In the meantime, the company has grown massively. Today, it counts more than 5,000 employees. It is one of the most healthy companies in the financial sector in Italy nowadays. Mm -hmm. If you speak with the family members, the family leaders, what they will emphasize is their values, their purpose, their foundation, and the need to constantly evolve the purpose to spur new entrepreneurial initiatives. Yeah, Bancasella is such a great example of, uh, of a player in a sector that is being urged to innovate, but also in a geography that is so close to us, right, Italy. So we spoke about strategy, business direction, but also positioning. Um, is there anything else to mention about governance? How can governance levers be pulled in order to embrace purpose-driven change in a family business? So let me let me focus on the family governance even mm -hmm. more than the business governance. Mm -hmm. Some, the, most often this governance is very informal. It doesn't exist, it's not written anywhere. The most vivid example of a family council, for example, is the kitchen table, where in the dinner time, you know, the family reunites and discusses business matters uh, and the, the relationship between the family and the business. Now, is purpose relevant? Yes, of course it is, because uh, uh, governance means setting a clear policy, you know, to govern, the architecture to govern the relationship between the family and the business. Maybe this is the most delicate aspect of a family firm. Mm -hmm. So we have many examples of uh, uh, business families and family businesses businesses who failed, unfortunately, because uh, conflict at the level of the family penetrated the business with uh, obviously negative uh, effects. Those families who are able to embed the purpose into their uh, family governance are those who eventually are better able to manage conflict. Let me give you an example. A family here in Italy, it was particularly uh, large at a certain point, a seventh generation. Uh, it moved from being a family in business to becoming a family office. And at that point, the decision-making became much more complex. Where to invest our money? Uh, how to deal with philanthropy? Uh, and so on. The different uh, nuclear uh, families, uh, which comprise the family group, it's almost 50 members, uh, they eventually had divergent views. What should we do? What should we not do? 
having a family charter that clearly expresses the purpose, the values, the culture that the family wants to maintain was substantially important in order to reconcile any conflict. So whenever the family is in disagreement, they take some time, read again the family charter, and that really inspires them. And once they read the document, the charter, with the purpose statement, typically conflict disappears. Mm -hmm. So as long-lasting businesses that were born many years ago in most cases uh, and in which different individuals from several generations work or collaborate with each other, uh, family businesses are somehow uh, and wrongly so perceived as less innovative than any other form of business. What are your thoughts on this misconception, Josip? And what, what links do you see between innovation and family businesses in your research? You're very right, Francesco. There is this... Uh Uh, common perception that family firms are less innovative than uh, non-family firms. But uh, this is actually not true. In the reality, if you look at the rankings of the most innovative companies, you will often see uh, family firms ranking very high. And the reason is that family firms innovate differently because family firms do not just look for the frontier technologies, for introducing new products and services that respond to new needs. They are actually able to delve back to their, into their past. They are able to recover elements from the past and reboost those elements. Some family companies are able to take that past, reinterpret it and relaunch it towards the future. And this is very much of a sense-making and sense-giving effort which revolves around knowing what your purpose is and the willingness to use your purpose to create something new. A recent research showed that less than 5% of the offspring of entrepreneurial families have a clear intention to join their family business. If you look back just 20 years ago, that was about 50%, mm -hmm. which means that families need to change. Uh, they need to move uh, to a broader view, which uh, is not limited to the family business, to the original legacy family business. They need to be able to uh, broaden the scope of their activities and welcome new ideas from the next generation so that uh, the activity of uh, enterprising families uh, moves from a core business into a diversified portfolio of businesses. Mm, and the question probably becomes how to embrace change without compromising on our family values, right? How to shape the meaning of those uh, families. And do you have an example of a family business that was able to enter an uncharted territory um, and prove itself to be successful in doing so without compromising or trading off with its founding values or vision? Oh, there, are, there are several examples of uh, families who are able to completely renew their competitive advantage and positioning over time, sometimes just moving from one business to the other. Uh, let's think about one of the main families in Italy, Falk, uh, who moved from steel production to renewable energies, and uh, most uh, recently it became uh, a family office. Uh, think about the Stevanato family, uh, started from textile and then expanded the portfolio of brands, including brands like uh, Valentino and many others uh, that uh, are now put under a broad portfolio of luxury brands. So many families actually over time, they change their, let's say, gravitational point and extend significantly their activities. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, a serial uh, sequence of uh, different businesses where the family invests, grows, and then maybe uh, sells in order to move to the next adventure, maybe often with a new generation. Sometimes instead it's uh, more about portfolio building. So every generation adds new businesses, new areas of operation, uh, and so new opportunities. Josip, thank you so much for being here with us. It was a pleasure and we hope to have you on our podcast again very soon. Thank you.